show i see things a little differently we are talking about a couple of things today we're talking about the morbius the final trailer for morbius that's coming out next year 2022 we're also talking eternals super excited about the show actually um it's funny because start of this year right let's take all the bad negative stuff out so we're not talking about covid vaccines politics we're talking just strictly when Let's talk about when we knew for sure these movies were coming out, right? Like, we, and even then, we weren't really sure until maybe Black Widow came out. Um, so I'll say, let's just, let's just, let's just do that. Let's, let's say, hey, once we got to, to, cause I think technically Black Widow got pushed back until May, then July. So let's just say this when we knew for sure. So let's say May. Let's start with May. When May, when we knew, I keep saying May. Aunt May, um, sorry about that. I, I'm trying to get my, all my thoughts together. When we knew for sure we were, we were going to get all these movies coming out, when we knew for sure it was May, in theaters, and let's just pretend like we didn't read articles and read theories, and there's an airplane you're hearing probably right now, and all these things that <clears throat> um, that make us nervous about not seeing our favorite stuff, right? So. Me, I was having a conversation with a bunch of people, and we were like, hey, what is the movie you're looking forward to seeing the most? And for me, at the time, it was Doctor Strange, but then it got pushed back until 2022. So that's my, that's my most anticipated movie for 2022. So then it changed. All right, so then I was like, oh, then mine was Shang-Chi, right? Because I didn't quite care for Black Widow even before I saw the film, only because we knew how it ended, her story ended. And we ended up getting uh, her sister, essentially, um, which was the best part of the movie, and it did end up fulfilling that story arc for that character, right? Really giving her uh, a much-needed place in MCU history, as far as just having her own cast of characters, uh, not just hearing about her background, but seeing her background, seeing her struggle. It needed it, her her character arc needed that, right? Now we may not get to, we we'll, we'll get the same thing from Hawkeye. Essentially, it'll just be done in a different way and not not in a prequel format. Anyways, so you see Shang Chi, I gave it high praise. I still I've only seen it once. I'm gonna watch it on uh, Disney Plus Day again, but I still maintain that it is in the upper echelon. I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not going to say which one's better right now, but to me, as far as Iron Man origin story, Black Panther origin story, Shang-Chi origin story, they're all up there. But I was in the middle, but I was kind of stuck when it came to the Eternals because I was like, I don't know exactly what we're getting. Like, to me, the king, uh, Jack Kirby, uh, he made these characters very complex. Like, these are strict, uh, these are strict, not just how mythology but the bible and things that are everything's controversial i guess but these are things that like you have to really have a belief in you know and 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 in with every one of his creations we had something to do with gods look at dc his creation of dc it's called the new gods it's the eternals and all these things that they can do and they're so powerful and it's like i remember i asked john and that's why i said how in the hell is anyone gonna fight a freaking eternal 
And he's like, well, power level's going up. I said, no crap, Sherlock. But, like, how do you make it believable? The reason why they kept Hulk and Thor... The, this is the real reason, according to Kevin Feige, they kept Thor and Hulk out of Civil War because who, who's going to beat them? Who are Who's beating gods? Who was beating literal gods? And you already took one god out of play for reasons that absolutely make sense. It goes to the wrestling logic, right? Like, the reason why a lot of times people can't get with Brock Lesnar and WWE is because it's not believable. You know, which is... It's all make-believe. <laughs> why can't we do it? Why can't we just do that? Why can't we just, why can't we just not be muggles for one second? So anyways, um, I just didn't know what to expect. I didn't expect anything bad, but I also just didn't know what to expect. So I was kind of like... What, 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 we, what we doing here, you know? So, anyways, so I like you guys have been. Make sure I'm still recording. Cool. I like you guys have been reading the. I haven't read the reviews. I've been seeing the reviews though. It's the worst movie or second worst movie in MCU history and blah blah blah. And as I record this, this is the Tuesday after. But this episode is actually not dropping until the, the, the Wednesday after. So. About two weeks after the movie actually drops. And um, I know it did 71 million, but it was a project, projected, excuse me, to do between 75 and 80 million, which, I mean, when we're dealing with millions, I feel so bad. But I, I didn't, the reason why I'm recording this, actually, why I'm recording this is because I actually thought I wasn't going to have a chance to actually watch it. But I ended up getting a chance because it was like an early showing, because where, where I stay at, uh, a lot of times the movies don't start till two or two or twelve or one or two, and I was like, Man, I got I got still do stuff later on in the night, and I knew the long I knew the movie was like close to three hours and blah blah, but I didn't have a chance where it was like an early showing at like ten, so I was like, oh, okay, cool, I can make that happen. But anyways, so I've I've seen the reviews, I've heard, I've heard enough people say stuff like, when I've talked to, when when people have talked to me about their experience watching Eternals, it's been like my my. my my experience it's been like my thought i don't know what people are expecting like like to me it's confusing because like to me the hate for black widow i get it because this should happen sooner right um however it didn't and if we're being honest like i just saw a picture of marvel posted and it was the first day of shooting for Guardians of the Galaxy. And and it, it had a very thoughtful, not quote, but a subtitle or no, um, quotation or whatever at the bomb saying, hey, it took a long time to get here, but we're here and blah, blah, blah. And if you think about it, even before COVID, everything started to, 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 to really uh, go weirdly when they fired James Gunn they really switched a lot of stuff around you know and to me I still think to this day they fired James Gunn with in private in private with the caveat of don't say anything we're gonna bring you back F the heat or when the heat dies down if the heat dies down we'll definitely bring you back well there wasn't even any heat it was all love because he's because James Gunn's beloved, and I think that's when they were like, "All right, we can bring this back sooner. Back sooner, back 
we're gonna bring this guy back sooner than we anticipated, you know. And so, sorry, I'm trying, I'm talking really fast today. I don't know why. Um, but anyways, to me, I think that's what got everything kind of out of whack, right? Because to me, I also think they also wanted to get certain people to their contract status. They didn't want to keep people longer than they want to. Like, if you actually listen to Russo's, the Russo's interviews, supposedly, if it was up to them, they were actually going to end Infinity War as an alternate cut of the ending to Infinity War, but a uh, Civil War, where the Avengers actually don't break up. They actually come together and they have to fight the super soldiers uh, together. And then they move on. There's still some tension, but they, they're together for when Thanos comes. And then Kevin Feige intervenes and said, no, they need to be broken up. They need this, all these things to struggle. So at the time, they probably didn't even know they wanted a Black Widow film. Even though it was in her contract. It was in her contract and Jeremy Renner's contract from their solo films. Um, so anyways, to me, I think you kind of knew what you were getting there. With this, I just didn't know what to expect because, like I said, you're 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 world building and continue to build worlds while trying to build a new world and new, bring these new characters in um, that are very complex. They're very um, not just complex, but very. Um, hard to make relatable if that makes sense so anyways let's get to the, the, the review of the eternal so it is the second longest movie in mcu history just behind endgame it needed to be as long as it was because we don't know these characters you know and they're very complex and their story and their background is very complex and and to me this was honestly kind of awesome in so many ways I, i'm gonna be all over the place the reason why i think some of this stuff was awesome and i don't know if, well, i don't know if i i don't know if i thought anything was bad but to me there's things i thought was awesome there, there was actually they're actually victims they actually killed people off like like to me that's one thing that marvel movies we can talk about the villains all you want to because we got about the lack of deaths into like really big events like to me some people who are vital to other people's character arcs have to go they have to die because they have to show that there's consequences for being superheroes or heroes you know and to have ajax and gilgamesh pass away like in the middle of the movie i remember saying to myself this is awesome like there's actually consequences for them being heroes there's consequences for them um being willing to defend it's not always gonna work in their favor um so I, I thought that was cool. That was one thing I thought was cool. As far as the overall scheme of everything, I thought I don't I didn't think it was as groundbreaking as the graphics were. As I, I thought honestly, it would actually be more of an event and more of a CGI like just spectacle. To me, it was a Marvel film, <laughs> um, and that, that's no disrespect at all. It just I, I was expecting more godlike, but it was very human based, very much ground based. Now, what this could be leading to is that spectacle that I'm thinking we're gonna get. Like to me, when I first saw the first when I saw the first Guardians, I was like, okay, this is cool. Like this, the area doesn't look like 
earth you know but because this was so earth based because it explained to them how it explained to the audience how um they have they had a mission but they come to learn, love this earth um it made sense you know but as far as I'm concerned it wasn't just just based on where they come from Olympia like we, we actually never see Olympia so to me if there's something bad I guess it was that if that makes any sense kind of thought I was going to see that you know um however to me it shows them evolving from them just being because it's revealed in this thing that they actually have been created over and over to do missions and then their memories are wiped and it shows that it shows it does show them evolving it shows them um, falling in love and having envy and things that you don't necessarily associate with a god like these are things that god for forbids or, or, or deems to be quite negative um so it's one of those situations where I, I, I like that part of story a lot, you know. Um, the acting I thought was really well done. Also, we had some big reveals in here. What was we? We knew we were getting a Black Knight in this. We they, they told us who it was by the name. They didn't say Black Knight, but they said the name. Um, we got some big reveals in the post credit scene. Like to me, um, well, what else did I really like about it? Hmm. I did like how they 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 referenced the Avengers and they were um, not shy about saying, "Hey, you know, the, the Earth has some." Like you can see the I know we saw it in the trailer, but the look on Ajax's face, Selma Hayek, when she's talking about how like we've been here for so many years and we it's essentially when you're a god, you're judging humans, you know, which in the Bible it's he says he's judging you. You know he's judging you, right? If you believe that. Um, but, like, you see them kind of being non judgmental. And. And then you see them kind of judging. But then when you see that dialogue from, from Ajax, when she's like, Thanos took away half this universe, but the people of it, with a snap of a finger, brought them back. It's like, oh, wow. Like, you see the, the look of pride on her face. Like, they had we i'm glad we let them evolve you know we, we're glad they evolved like how um not kratos uh what's his name fastos the the tech you know how you see it's heartbroken when the humans use the 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 atomic bomb to drop it on hiroshima and you see him that he these this tech this tech was not meant for this but you see it's heartbroken you see him giving up but then he ends up having a family and he gets his faith back like to me that was kind of actually kind of cool you know like you see them you see them once again evolve you know just from their mindset um Fina to me was the most curious case because she was going through something the entire film and she ended up getting what she needed to but to me I get the feeling that she's going to be a bigger part of other movies. I think this part was, I think this was her, just them. First of all, they barely, barely scratch the surface of any of the characters. But I feel like I, I feel like Thena, they only literally took the first page of the book, and you know sometimes the first page of the book only has a title on it or it's a blank page, and then it goes to the title. I feel like you only got to like the title of her page, 
and 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 that was I believe that was done on purpose, because at the end of the movie, by the way, just so you guys know, so there's a, a emergence that's coming that Ajax knows about, and she only tells Icarus, and Icarus in order to to keep the secret from uh, Cersei, who he loves, who he marries, he leaves her, so that way he can then prepare for the emergence. Because he knows that if he stays with her, he's going to keep it. He's always going to tell her. So this is good to so we can break down other parts of it. And so eventually, Icarus comes back into her life. And this is around the time they find out that the emergency is going to happen. But they also find that Ajax is dead. So then it kind of become like this murder mystery thing. Because they think that the deviants killed her. And then it's then it's um, revealed that the, the new deviant can suck their power and heal himself and... Like a kid, essentially, she—that's what happened. So, um, as the time goes on, it's revealed that their Cersei's like, "Hey, uh, we need to stop this thing." And so they don't know that Icarus knows, and Icarus is clearly the most powerful of them all. And so it's revealed that Icarus, "Hey, I know about this. You guys need to stop it. This needs to happen. This Earth needs to be destroyed." Well, they go out of their way to then defend the earth and by the end of the film Armish I'm saying his name wrong hold on one second let me at this point you guys don't care do you I want to say his name right um do 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 matter of fact it has a 47% of Rotten Tomatoes to me that's that's to me that's kind of crazy I don't I, I don't get I don't know. That's just crazy to me. I, I I just don't get how. I don't I don't get what makes. I'm trying to understand what people don't like. You, you know, like um. It's just really weird to me. Hold on one second, guys. Sorry about this. Anyways, let's let's skip past it for a second. Anyways, so first of all, you actually had the first death character in MCU history, and she was a speedster. Actually, I thought her character played her, her roles played very well, and I thought it added something to more to it. Um, I thought the cast was very diverse. Very actually, for me personally, I thought it was very diverse. I thought it was very, but the, the diversity didn't feel forced to me. Like even like I know some I had someone tell me I keep the keep the, keep the name out of it, they they always feel like like the gay stuff or the black stuff or they still they feel like that type of stuff is forced. Like I, I was talking to this person I said do you still do you think the, the Fastos being married to a man was forced? I, to me that felt natural. To me it just felt like he had found love you know and and it was he didn't he didn't think about it like you get what I'm saying. They had a kid and everything. I feel like there was just I don't know. I just, I just felt like it was kind of needed, you know? Um, see, I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> Arsham. Whatever. We're, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyways, Ar- 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 Arsham, who had told Ajax to do this, this mission after she's killed, he, he gets Cersei to, to do it. And she thinks she's saving it, but then she realizes that she's not. She realizes that she's going to hurt the Earth. She's going to kill the Earth and actually create another celestial out of it, and Arsham is the uh, the oldest celestial, 
And so essentially what happens once they stop the emergence, uh, Fastos, Kingo, Kingo actually has a really good role in this in this movie, him and his sidekick. Like, they're not around for the final battle. I thought that was interesting. I thought that's really interesting. Because he didn't want to fight his friends. He didn't want to fight Icarus. He just said, man, I hope I see you guys on the other side. And to me, that was a very interesting thing to see a main character who's been a big part of the film really not in parts, a big part of the final act, which is the, the battle, you know? Which I guess they're only fighting it themselves at this point. But I thought that was interesting. Anyways, um, they stop it, and Icarus ends up flying into the sun. And I don't know how you're going to bring him back. That's going to be interesting. Well, anyways, in the post-credits scene, the first post-credits scene, there's two post-credits scenes. You have the debut of Pipe and Pip, excuse me, and Star Fox, which Star Fox is the brother of Thanos. And there's actually an interesting theory, right? I want to get to in a second. I want to get to it right now, as a matter of fact, before I forget. People feel like the emergence was coming, and Thanos stopped the emergence. And by the Avengers bringing everyone back, they allowed the emergence to be a thing again. And I was like, wow, like, Thanos unintentionally was trying to stop a Celestial from doing, well, at the same time, Thanos didn't want to kill all the Earth. You know, he didn't want to kill all the Earth. Um, but at the same time, he prevented, essentially, parts of his family, I know it's like second or third cousin family here, but follow me, from doing their mission, you know? Um, so I, I just thought that was interesting. Um, but no, like, Star Fox, uh, who ends up having the same kind of, like, ball that, 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 that you see go in and out of the chest of Cersei and, and Ajax, he, like, shows, so he says, your friends are in trouble, and I know where to go get them. So now it feels like it's gonna be, like, a heist type of thing with him, and, um, I don't know this actor, but everyone keeps telling me how it's the perfect casting for Star Fox, because Star Fox in the comics, for those of you guys who don't know, is kind of a sleazeball. He's a player and all this other type of stuff. And he has a good look for it, you know. Um, <laughs> he actually looks similar to, uh, to Star Fox in, from the comics, so, which is pretty awesome. Um, but everyone's telling me this, this actor's great. And so, obviously, the Eternals will be back. So, I don't know if they're going to be in a second... They have their own second film. But it's clearly that uh, they're going to have to save... Because in the end... Arsham takes Fastos, he takes Cersei, he takes Kingo, I think he takes Sprite too. Um, yeah, he takes Sprite too. So he takes four of the last seven Eternals, um, and no, he says, hey, your memories and their, uh, essentially, the actions of humans will determine what, what, I, what I do with you, um, which is terrifying one um and two that's terrifying um so that's the first post credit scene which is an interesting one you know i didn't see I, even though i had read because the post credit scene had actually leaked days before and how i accidentally even read about it is because i clicked on so I don't know if you guys had this issue, right? Where like you're you're going under your phone, and like you're like going through different websites. Like for, I, I, for example, 
the website I was on was 411 Mania. And so sometimes 411 Mania, as the, the website's selling, it'll drop the articles and put them back up. So I went to go click on an article that was a wrestling article, but underneath it was the the, the post credit scene uh, article. And I clicked on it, and, but I didn't know I clicked on it. And then all of a sudden, like, when, when it pulls up, it says, hey, Star Fox is being introduced into MCU. And I was like, that's cool, whatever. And I clicked out. That's the only reason I knew. I didn't know how the scene was going to go. I didn't read the article. But um, I usually do get kind of avoiding that stuff. That's the only reason I knew. That still kind of sucks that part leaked, though. That's that's really shitty, though, that they would do that. Um, but to me, I don't I don't think that's necessarily a game changer. I think it's it adds to the mythos of the Eternals. The same way Guardians of the Galaxy, you actually see Thanos. He talks for the first time. I don't actually know if Josh Brolin, did he play Thanos in... Uh, in, in the first Guardians, I don't think he did, because that voice actually sounds a lot different. Um, let's see, let's see, just did the voice differently for James Gunn, but you actually see the big bad like for the second time, and you see why he is such a threat, you know. So to me, I think it adds to the Eternals mythos. Like you get more out of the box with everything. Um, then the second post credit scene to me was the game changer. You have. Uh, Whitman, who is now sees Cersei taken with the love of his life. And in the comics, there actually are a thing. Cersei is the one that gives him the sword. And by the way, for those who don't know, that sword, in the comics, it makes you bloodthirsty. So the more you kill with it, the more you lose your mind. So anyways, uh, Whitman opens a box. He's going to touch the sword. The sword looks like it has some type of biometrics. Um, that are attached to him or someone whoever touches it, whatever. Then all of a sudden you hear a voice say, are you sure you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman? He turns around scary. It's obviously just a voice cameo. But it's the first introduction of Blade in the freaking MCU. That is Mahershala Ali's voice. And when I first heard it, I was like, I know that voice. That voice is so familiar. And I watched the scene again online before it got taken down. I said, that's Mahershala Ali. They, they just literally introduced Blade into the freaking MCU. And they introduced him. I didn't see that coming. To me, that's the game changer. I just... I wouldn't expect Blade, of all people, to be in the Eternals. <laughs> you know, but he is. His first cameo is in the Eternals. It'll be uncredited cameo. The same way Hawkeye's uh, cameo in the first door is uncredited. But it still lets you know... Who's coming? What's coming? I would fully expect. I'm actually expecting this. And I'm going to call it right now. November 2021. We're going to see our first Blade. Three-dimensional cameo. In next year's movies. In one of next year's movies we're going to see it. Don't know which one. But I'm calling my shot. I don't know why I feel that way. But I just. The way he introduced himself. And like. I don't know how you bring Whitman back, you know? Like, I don't know how you bring Black Knight back. I don't know how that's going to work. I have no clue where any of this is going. Like, it's funny because I've been giving Jonathan Esther shit for the last, like, month because I've been saying my predictions, right? Because it's just fun. It's just... I'm not going to go back and, like, two years from now, like, hey, remember that prediction? No. Like, the only reason I gave him Jonathan Esther track, uh, shit for his predictions on... Falcon and the Winter Soldiers, because he was shitting on it. Like, before it came out, he was completely shitting on it. So I said, no, no, you're shitting on this too much. When you're wrong, I'm going to give you shit, right? 
this is just fun, you know? And to me, he said that once he sees the turtles, he's going to then make his predictions, which, good luck. Well, after watching it, I, I text him. I literally text him as I'm leaving the theater. I was like, yeah, Eternals, good luck with predicting something from that. Like, it was, to me, I just don't, I just don't know how he's going to do it. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how that's going to freaking work. So, anyways, to me, overall, if I have to give it a ranking, let me take a sip of my water. If I, if, I, if I have to predict, oh, not predict, if I have to give it a ranking, I would say it was an eight, you know. Um, I don't I don't think it was a bad movie. It was a good movie. Like, to me, the only movie I could tell you I didn't enjoy, ever some people are going to say Thor Dark No, I actually didn't mind Thor Dark World. Like, it was weird. Um, you could tell it had been through production hell, but um, I actually enjoyed it. But I didn't enjoy Captain Marvel. You know, I really didn't. To this day, I've tried to watch that movie. I've tried to watch it. And I just don't enjoy it. I just don't think it's a good film. At all. You know? And and I want to enjoy it. I just don't. Um, so, is it for, for me, it's just one of those things where it's just... I think that's a bad film. Um... I don't think this is a bad film. I just think they're characters that know... Like, it's one thing for the Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn is just the right guy for that... That... Those... Those cast of characters. And he proved it with Suicide Squad, too. I just... I just don't... I don't think anyone fully understands these characters. And even with it given the time that it has... I don't think you can understand these characters. I think you need another movie, another two movies, to be like, all right, cool. Because remember now, Gilgamesh is dead, Ajax is dead, the rest of these people, this this, this, this story arc with these characters are just beginning. So, I don't know, man. I just think it's kind of complex in that way. So, I'll give it an eight. You know? So, anyways, that's my thoughts on Eternals. As usual, all my thoughts are all over the freaking place. Um, but that's what I have. And then the last thing we're going to talk about this today is the Morbius trailer. Morbius was, I thought it was a fun trailer. I liked the character. I think Morbius, like Craven, are an underrated part of Spider-Man's Rose Gallery. I hate the fact that people keep saying it's not part of the MCU when it says Marvel Studios uh, is associated with this film. I mean, dude, we know it's part of the MCU. And, and it might be for the short term, a short-term thing. This literally might be a thing that gets us all to... In, uh, multiverse of madness and then their partnership is over and it helps them build their sony universe because we know tom holland even though this is gonna be tom holland's last spider-man film he's still gonna be in avengers 5 and have a cameo in another movie so at the end of the day let's not play stupid like we just we don't know this like we know especially if you watch that post credit scene we know venom is officially in the mcu so let's let's stop stop people calm down and also at the same time Kevin Kevin Feige is right we you guys need to manage your expectations with the Spider-Man movie that may not be the game changer that we were thinking it is especially since we technically have Spider-Man going in to Doctor Strange 
to me, this feels like Venom was part one. You see that? Spider-Man is part two. Doctor Strange is part three. And it feels like that's how that part of that arc will end. It's with them then sending Venom, Morbius, everyone back to the Sony universe. And Spider-Man will just be able to go between both until his finale in Avengers 5. So to me, that's what this feels like. So let's calm down. We're not going to go through all the Easter eggs or trailers. We're just gonna, I'm just going to say it was a good trailer. I already was going to see the movie next year anyway. This just helps me just to know I'm going to see the movie even more. Um, Jared Leto looks like he's going to play a good Michael Morbius. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it looks like it's going to be, what, a two-hour film that's a good origin story. And honestly, after seeing Venom, I hope it's nothing like Venom. I hope it stays true. It seems like it's going to be true to Morbius. But to me, what I'm hoping is it's less comedy and more just seriousness. More, this guy has to go to the darkness in order to cure himself. So, anyways, that is your show for this week. Hope you guys enjoy it. I am Soul Chemical. Go and watch The Eternals for yourself. Get your own opinion. That is the show. I see things a little differently. We're out.